Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. Thanks for stepping on the scale with us today. Flanked to my left, Shane Mignona, otherwise known as Mr. Excitement. Hello. The body of I'm Pete here. Sampras. The face of Tiger Woods. The face of a generation, really. Hmm. And then we've got the new addition, Jim Ayers. He's our Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, and Ralph. And Phil. And Phil. It is Masters Week, Mike. It is. Um, so welcome. How was, how was everybody's Halloween? It was good. Good, man. What's your Halloween candy-wise? What are you lifting out of your kids' bags? What are you going after? Whoa, 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 real Halloween quick, candy? let's let before we get start delving deep into the what was last week. Let's just talk about the beer we're drinking tonight, Mike. Not to interrupt are, you, but what are we pouring? What trick or treat tonight? It's it, it's it's got a Halloween color to it. It's actually kind of looks like a Cleveland Browns uh, helmet. And it's a special Cleveland Beer Week Juicy IPA brewed by Highwire Brewing, and they're out of Asheville, North Carolina. The first thing I think of when I taste this is bright and citrusy. I don't know what you guys felt, but the brightness and the citrusiness. That's a word. It's great. You know, it's an easy drinking, juicy IPA. It's brewed in celebration at Cleveland Beer Week. Packs a bright, crisp, hoppy punch without all the bitterness, thank goodness. And it's got juicy American hops and a light malt that just makes this crusher the perfect pairing for good people like you two and even better times like tonight. So it's 4.9%. It's pretty smooth. Try not to drink more than five or six of them this evening. No, we got a long drive ahead of us. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I've uh, I, One of my buddies went down to Highwire Brewery in Asheville this summer, said it was a pretty cool place. I've not been there. I'd like to go. Recommend it. Beer's good. Go ahead. Yeah, to name this beer after Cleveland is completely fitting because it is bright and it is citrusy. It reminds me of Cleveland summers, the best two weeks out of every year. It's the only problem is it's not disappointing. Oh <laughs> man, not bad. not bad. Hey, so back to Halloween, Jim. You've got a funny Halloween story. I'm gonna turn the mic over to you. But for me, it used to be Whoppers. What happened to Whoppers? What's going on? Quality control wise with whoppers. You're right. They're not as good as they used to be. <laughs> Every other whopper is a zombie whopper. It's dead inside. It's it's not it's not the right. It's stale. It's volume of of whey inside. Chocolate coating is not right. I've got to talk to the good people at Whopper and see what the. But deal it's, is. you're right. It's, you get a pack. There's what four in the little ones you get. Yeah. And there's like one of them is bad. I mean, yeah. can they even get away with calling them Whoppers anymore? Like, <laughs> the example. When I hear when I hear Whopper, I'm thinking like this thing's gonna pack a punch. No, it doesn't. And it yeah, doesn't. I'm left feeling cold and hollow and sad, much like the Whoppers have become. Is anyone's teeth in good enough health to eat a milk dud these days? <laughs> <laughs> I could. I can't. I can't. Take some it. power to get through those. No, I mean I lose fillings. <laughs> I think I lost a molar. <laughs> I can't I, even I think, attempt it. One I yet. think like the uh, the dental people in charge of things somehow, you know, put money. They pour money into the 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 lobby that supports these things just to increase yep. their business. Yeah, it's the dentist's favorite Halloween favorite holiday of the year. It's Halloween, gotta be. Yeah, definitely. So, Jim, tell us about your trick or treat. Tell us about what happened and. Um, you're you're visibly shaken by it. <laughs> well, I just wanna... it wasn't a funny story as more of it was just kind of a creep creeped me out, not in a scary way, but in like I think this person should probably be on a sexual predator list way. So we were um, trick or treating out uh, on the east side over a good friend of mine's house, and some of the older kids went out on their own, and uh, me and my buddy. Dan took the uh, the younger kids around, and everything's going good as you know according to plan. Wasn't a lot of trick or treaters out in general, you know, obviously because COVID and whatnot. Uh, it was pretty uh, pretty sparse, populated with kids, and not, obviously not all the houses were were giving away candy. But we were kind of like making the rounds on our on the home stretch, coming back in, and we're walking down the street, and we we hear some guy yell at us from across the street, and he says, "Hey, kids, come over here for some candy." And Dan and I look at each other, and I'm like, "Dan, do you know this guy? Because this is Dan's street." He's like, he's like, oh my god! I thought, uh, I thought that house was abandoned. I didn't even know anyone lived there. <laughs> Sounds like Pennywise already. Well, I said, you know who lived there? The people that he murdered that are in his, the basement right now, probably. <laughs> so he kept this guy kept yelling, like, "Come here! I got candy!" So we walk over, and it's just me, my three-year-old daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, and my buddy Dan's five-year-old son. And uh, 
we walk over and this guy like it's it was a chilly night you know it was probably in the 50s this guy's sitting on his front porch which was dilapidated i mean it looked like this house was ready to get torn down and he's got a t-shirt on like a ripped t-shirt and uh jean shorts that are just tattered and uh he says come here come here come get some candy and so first my nine-year-old uh daughter walks up he says oh hey pretty girl (laughs) would you like some candy like in the creepiest fucking possible like way you can imagine it and my you know my daughter's just like sure i'll have some candy so he he went and gave her you know he dropped a couple little things in her bag and then uh one of the things he dropped say it was just a tiny snickers bar whatever like fell onto the ground and he's like hey little girl you dropped a piece of candy and my daughter, you know, probably is already like terrified. Get off the porch. With. Get off the porch. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you dropped a piece of candy. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, pick it up. <laughs> and me and Dan look at each other like, what? you know, there, there have been cops like going up and down the street just kind of waving. And we're like, where are the fucking cops now? Abort. Cause, Abort. Cause this Everyone fella off the porch. either just escaped from prison or will be going to back to prison very soon. And so, I mean, like I said, it's not a funny story, but like, talk about having like the major creeps from this guy. Uh, it was uh, unsettling to say the so least. So there's no like he didn't say ha. ha I'm just I'm just oh, messing no, no, you guys. No, no, he wasn't like this is no. It this wasn't is not full. Character. He wasn't no. He wasn't in character. He, this was the guy. That was you know? him. Oh. And I can give you that street address if you guys are. <laughs> I'll pass. I'll pass. I've already it my was, pants uh, a little bit. Six six six. Yeah, Mockingbird Lane for sure. It was. Yeah, it wasn't like he wasn't trying to scare you. He was just somebody to stay away from. Yeah, yeah, probably lots of uh, body parts in his oh. in his in his basement. Probably a a dime a day meth habit. Anything goes on that yeah, guy's that, porch uh, on Halloween. That was my guess. Yeah, he uh, he didn't seem to be all there, and uh, we pretty much <laughs> scooted out of there as fast as possible after that. Oh, that's scary. Shane, what about you? you? Your kids are getting kind of old, kind of out of it. They're are a little they, old. Are they, they still trick-or-treating? No, they, they still wanted to go. They still had fun. It wasn't, we go over to my parents' house, hang out over there for a little bit, have some pizza, and then uh, go in their neighborhood. So it was cool. There was uh, the last house we went to. They had uh, some shots for the adults, so that was fun. That was about the excitement of it. We got a, uh, a house we stopped at that we were lucky enough to get some Jello shots, which was Ooh. a nice little treat. Yeah, these ones were like an apple pie or something. And they had them all like individual containers with tops on them. It was, it was nice. Cool. But you were asking before too. like what your favorite like candy is that you steal. Sure. Yeah. My kids have no Almond Joys left. I think I ate them all. Almond Joys. Almond Joys. They it's don't nice like coconut, mix. so yeah, they don't care. Mix. Almond, coconut. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice candy bar. Well put together. Not popular amongst kids. Right. Um, but but it's a good one. You know what I like that they it's hard to find. It's an old candy from when I was little. Uh, Sixlets. Never heard of them. You never heard of Sixlets? No. I'm not sure oh. why they name them that. I think they come in packs of seven. <laughs> but they're little chocolate, like crisp, hard candy shell things. Almost an M M&M, and M, but they've got a little something in there together. Sixlets. Yeah, I, those always bring me like a fun memory. When I was a kid, my dad were third shift so he'd come out home at like 7 30 in the morning and he'd stop at convenient and every now and then he'd bring us a, a pack of sixlets yeah i don't know why i always remember that so that's pretty good i didn't stuff. i don't think the kids got any of those this year i didn't have any of those yeah that's pretty, they're phasing it out probably coronavirus <sighs> i think the stock up stock up shipped it shipped the manufacturing it took a, it took a deep six on those it did it did so uh today what was a rough day for me here at the stall household i raked leaves for the better part of six hours can you tell that you rake leaves or just they all blow over again? So there's something about the actual precision of using a rake. But when I use a blower, I blow the leaves around and I think I've done some really great work. I'm like, wow, I really cleaned up this area. And then I turn around like, where the, where the hell these leaves come from? <laughs> there's just something very like, you know, you're just like um, spray and pray with the, with the leaf blower that I can't, I can't really figure out, but I, it got me thinking like some people really take pride in what they do around the house and like, well, no man's going to come over here and, and mow my lawn. I'll take care of my lawn. I'm going to spread mulch and I'm going to paint and do my own electric and plumbing and everything else. I take care of that. Aside from having sex with my wife and my children calling me dad, any man can come over and do any job in my house outside of the, that. I, I, I'm kind of over the, I'm a ho- proud homeowner, but at the same time, 
I, I'd happily pay a, a teenage boy or several adult males to come over. Uh, I wasn't sure that I was going to go there for do, a second. Yeah, and do whatever they uh, they are willing and able to do at this house. I'm just so sick of it. Yeah, taking care of stuff at your own house is uh, a huge pain. I mean, there's there's some portions of it that I guess are rewarding, but for the most point, like I would much rather be doing something else other than home improvement projects or just home maintenance projects. I mean, they're, they're not fun. Let's no, be honest. Absolutely not. Shane, Michael, where are we at? Cobra Kai wise. I've finished season two and we've already talked about this. I was a, what's in the, I was news? an early adopter. What's in the news. What wise for Cobra Kai? Uh, the new season I believe is coming out in is it January, March, sometime early 2021. Um, yeah. And if you follow Martin Cove on, on Twitter, as I'm a loyal follower, as I'm sure everybody everybody Can is. Can we just refer to him as Sensei Kreese here? Sensei please? John Kreese, Kerry Volkman lookalike. Sensei the, Volkman. It's ready to, there's a new one, so I'm I'm just pumped for that. I they explore some new areas, bring in some footage maybe from Karate Kid 2. January, January 8th, 2021. Oh, I that, can't wait. That's when it debuts. Is it, so one, I have a, I have just a couple critiques of the show. One. It sounds like this is going to be negative. Critiques usually are negative. I mean, it's well, kind of like it's just that you don't need to flash me back to certain aspects of the show. I get it. Like when they when they go back to uh, you know Daniel Larusso's gonna break the the six blocks of ice. I know as soon as I see that wooden rack in a slab of ice, I know exactly what he's gonna do. You don't need to take me back to yeah. But don't you think it's too. for like the the younger generation now that so. never watched, never lived it like we did? Mike? Maybe, but you know. I guess for someone who's based, you know, huge chunks of his life on characters from that movie, I'm insulted. I'm insulted by it. But I guess that is to kind of bring them But in. But let me ask you this, Mike. When you see Danielson chop through a dozen blocks of ice, doesn't it still get you pretty fired up? Yeah. 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 So. It's like a, yes. a lightning bolt. Right. 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 Right in the right, soul. Yeah. Right. Right down the spine. <laughs> And then comes out of my penis. Uh, I just think that they, they just did such a great job of bringing like kind of the cheesiness from the '80s and kind of recreating it. I, I don't know. It's just I, I don't very, ever look at. I didn't really look at any of the original Karate Kid things as cheesy. I mean, it was like drama thriller. Well, it wasn't cheesy back in the day, but now it looks a little cheesy to you. But they they kept it in that same mode, right? Yeah. It's fantastic. You guys are right the whole time. I'm glad I'm up to speed now. I'm ready for season three. Here's an idea that I would like to pitch to the writers and creators of the show. Let's bring Elizabeth Shue back. Wait, have you finished season two yet? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's bring her back, but not... As a man? <laughs> let's bring her back, but let's let's intertwine. Addie Shue? Let's intertwine wait, what was several her, wait, stories. What was her name in the movie? Or the Yeah, the, I mean... What was her name? Do we remember her character's name? We should. I, I mean, they even know. said it a, a lot in the new Cobra Kai because they were always making comments about... Let's call it female lead one. True, but I, I mean, I really here's, think we owe it to ourselves. Here's to. something else. If you think about Karate Kid origin story, yeah, Daniel LaRusso's mom right. moved across country from... Jersey. Jersey. Jersey to California. Okay. To waitress <laughs> at a restaurant, right. the Orient. Wasn't there? And then she's fired up that she might. She just found out that she might get a management opportunity. What is she thinking? You're gonna move to that tax bracket? Uh, yeah, that that's a good state? question. I never, I never really the earthquakes. Like, I never took a deep dive into <laughs> why the fuck they ended up in California. How? How do you move? You can't get a job. Maybe. Someday managing a restaurant, well, she, starting out as a waitress in Jersey? Don't you think she, she thought it was going to be better for Daniel? A better life? A new but start? Did they ever say, like, was... I can't remember. Was Daniel, like, getting the shit kicked out of him back in Jersey? Like, did, did he have a rough go of it? Or... He didn't want to move. I mean, he was pissed. He asked her to go back. Why did they have... You know, when he started getting know. his ass kicked in California. I don't know, but California. things didn't turn... Things weren't so rosy starting out in the Valley. I can tell no. you that. No, it was no. Allie. Allie was the... Allie in the Valley. Allie. Amen. Allie. Here's my thought. You take Karate Kid. You take Johnny Lawrence. You take Allie from Karate Kid. You bring in two storylines. 
Allie, Elizabeth Shewan leaving Las Vegas, <laughs> back into Karate Kid somehow. Two different universes collide in leaving Lawrence. It's the story <laughs> of her and Johnny's breakup that takes now. Yeah, but they I'm like take some liberties here. But but then she ends up whoring around in Las Vegas, meets Nicolas Cage. They fall in love. I mean, I wouldn't mind if Nicolas Cage somehow survived leaving Las Vegas and then shows up in season three. Also, and yeah, right, has it, a ponytail, and he's like silver. <laughs> Exactly. Terry Silver from Cricket 3. Nicholas yeah. Cage reprises a role he didn't have as Terry Silver. And but I want, I want Nicholas Cage. part prostitute, former Alley, leaving Lawrence. And we have a new, a new series that's just about coked, coked out rage. And that's another, another thing. I, my problem with Cobra Kai is no, no sex scenes yet at all. And I think that we get that if we bring Allie back. Well, I think it's focused on like high school teenage kids. I think so they've kind of kept that out. So was now. Porky's. <laughs> there, was so pl- was Cat- there was plenty of titties in there. <laughs> so was Caddyshack. What's wrong with this generation? Let's get some, let's get some gratuitous boobs into this, into this episode, season three. And I mean, just, I've offered, could just sprinkle I've it in a little way to do it. And uh, I'm not saying it's got to be. I mean, Daniel's wife walking out of the shower would be fine. Right. <laughs> right. Full frontal. For no reason. <laughs> Full frontal. Full frontal yeah. for no reason whatsoever. I, think it, I mean, it's been done before to much it, success. I can tell you that. And then it's kind of maybe Sensei John Kreese gives, gives us a, a full cheek shot or something like that. Just for something for the ladies. Right. You got to be fair. I mean, yeah. this is the 2000 year old ass for the women. I don't know. That was. As I'm raking leaves and as I'm, you know, passing the K grader every so often to just just rehydrate, I uh, these are the things that I think about. So, I mean, as much as you despise doing household chores, it, it does pr- permit you the opportunity to come up with these amazing thoughts, Mike. So, yeah. not that you couldn't do that just laying on your couch. It does. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, and I I I gave that a, a good shot as well. <laughs> but the alcohol does help. I uh, oh dear Shane. You're gonna have to edit that out. Sorry. And when I say that, I've noticed in the previous episodes, you're not editing any of this. <laughs> yeah. Out. What are you doing? When what are we say, paying you when, for? When you give yeah. me a hard time about like, well, you guys need to learn how to edit these shows. What are you doing? <laughs> I edited I the last episode when I took it. It was like a, an hour in like nine minutes, and when I published it, it was like an hour and four. I took out five minutes of crap. Of uh um. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna yeah. Maybe I'm pump taking, the brakes I'm there. I'm taking all like, that out and lose the attitude. Sorry. Right now. All right. I'm, I will. Sorry, Mike. Okay. Let me defend you. No, it's all good. But, Let's I am, talk. but I am doing something. No, yeah, you are. You're, you're, Shane. I've said this a million times. You're the mighty stream. We are twigs floating on your, on your back. So, do we have any other sponsors of this podcast? Not that I know of. None. None of. We put. Uh, we've cast a pretty wide net. Still, still. I mean, we're sitting by the phones, eagerly waiting for that. Yeah, we cast a pretty wide net. I gave him your phone number, Shane. And, or they uh, go to cuttingweight at outlook.com and send us an email. If they'd absolutely, like. yes, certainly. If anyone w- would like to uh, sponsor this program, they can slip into my our DMs on uh, Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever that is, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't hear the word DM and think maybe it's something dirty. I don't know. Yeah, anything with the word D is dirty to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's, uh, I don't know. I can't. Like if you said like, like oh I my God, I got, I was, I was crazy last night. Then I got DM'd. It was like, oh man. Like that sounds good or bad. I'm not even sure. Yeah. I can't walk past an ATM and think like, oh yeah. <laughs> right. It's a double entendre. Yeah. You know the deal. What's next here? What's coming up? Masters week, right? We've got Masters yeah, next week. week. In the fall. Is this not maybe the best time to have the Masters? Like. The football season's not not you know may or may not be turned out the way it is. It's a great time of year. Spring, you normally have a million things you could be doing with kids' sports starting up, the school year winding down. The, the weather's nice. You could be out doing a number of things. Now it's the fall. We might all kind of be trapped inside on a rainy weekend watching the Masters. It's a dream come true, right? Yeah, you hear what they're doing on Saturday? College game day at yeah, the Masters. They're doing it at Augusta. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I got no problem with it. I mean, which is I haven't watched a college game day yet though. Like, is there people there? No, there's no I mean, people. I think they've been doing it like in the stadiums. I think it's just, uh, I think it's just like a a Nick Corso molded blow up doll. 
I don't think that guy's alive. Is it Nick anymore. Corso? Lee Corso. Lee Corso. Nick Corso. No, he died actually. He died four years ago. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> and it's Nick it's all, Corso. It's all CGI right now. What they're doing oh. with Nick? Oh well, Herb Street's been carrying that guy around on his shoulders for a long time. Herb Street's done some NFL games this year, and he's really good. Yeah, I people mean, like them. They're like, maybe we should have him doing. He does a good job. Monday Night Football. And the ladies love him. Ladies yeah. do like him. My, my wife even has a Herb Street Ohio State Buckeyes number four, I think, jersey. Mm. Right next to her. Tama Tupa jersey. <laughs> two point Tupa. <laughs> scored a two, didn't he score a two point conversion with, with the Browns? Like well, he would, in the first season. He was a quarterback at one point. He was a punter. He was a punter in the NFL, right? Yeah, but he quarterbacked at Ohio State a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Was he, he was from like Northeast Ohio, right? Uh, Brexville, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 2.2. Yeah, so yeah. what about the Masters? We uh, Tiger, What's Tiger going to do? Oh, I don't know. I thought, figured you would know. He looked like him. Is, <laughs> I can't do his voice. I mean, I can look like him. What about DeChambeau thinks he's going to like hit 400-yard bombs? Every, I think Tiger's going to play. Wedges. Tiger's going to play well. Phil's going to play well. Fred Couples is going to have a great round. They like the the usual guys will come there. They know the course. They play well. They handle the pressure well. I think all the regular guys will show up and do well, like like they typically always do. Like you know, you can always count on like a few guys to come out there and represent well. Like uh, Snedeker is one guy that always comes out there and just plays kind of well. Bubba's going to be in the hunt. Um, Zach yeah. Johnson's going to. Well, play I think well. that's you know you look at the, the people that have won the Masters over the years and there's so many multiple winners because there's just certain guys whose games set up for that course and you know fits their eye well and you know they they can they know the greens that's one thing i've always like heard that you know obviously any course the more you play it the more comfortable you are but like the greens there i think have a lot of crazy breaks that you might not see when you're playing there for the first time but you play it a bunch of times and you get an idea where, you know, stuff's falling towards Ray's Creek and different holes, you know, although it looks one way, it plays the other. So, I, yeah, I think guys that have experience will win. I think uh, – I don't even know how DeChambeau did last year, I've, like how he finished, but he's pretty – it's an interesting story to see how his game of just literally hitting fucking bombs all over the course will translate to scoring there where well, – How about he played, like, what, the U.S. Open, and he's like, all he's been doing is like at the driving range hitting driver. Like he hasn't even well, played it around. Well, like watching him hit driver, I saw some something on Twitter. It looks like you're watching like a long drive contest. Like he almost <laughs> fell over one time. I saw, I saw during that like one. a t-ball shot. Or I, I thought he was screwing around, and it was just like that was just you know practice drive. I'm like, oh my god, it's it's funny. I hope he I hope he does well. I, I think that would be. I think it would add a little bit more excitement to the game. I mean. I think golf's been kind of like, you know, plateaued for a little while since uh, Tiger's kind of fallen off the number one spot in the world. And, I mean, there's been some, like, young guns that have come up and done well. But I think they just need, like, a polarizing kind of figure to maybe add a little bit more juice into the game, get people excited. Although I did hear that this year with COVID, um, like, golf rounds are up 30% everywhere and golf courses and the golf equipment industry is doing awesome because of, you know, it's one of the few things you can do, get outside and golf. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a big uh, master's pool, isn't there? Is there? Yeah. Tell us about, so yeah, we've, uh, tell us about how we make this a little interesting for some of the, uh, uh, you know, friends and family of the, of the, of the show. Well, I feel bad for those of you that have never been invited to play in the Masters pool. Right. right. Well, there's a limited number of spots. I but, mean, if you weren't on the initial list however many years ago. The Gaming Commission really allows in. us to handle so much money. Right. I so mean, we, we, were, we were doing stuff in Barbados for a while. And yeah, then offshore cra- counts. And it got cracked down. And it's, this started on a steamboat. <laughs> on the Mighty the, Mist. Off the, coast, off the coast of Louisiana. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so tell walk us through it. I feel bad because the uh, uh, the accountant's not here, right? The guy that does the spreadsheet that we have. Like- yeah, our but our, our good friend of the show, Tony, who is uh, Tony and I kind of started this. Geez, it's been probably ten or fifteen years. So we'll we'll put together a big pool and get a bunch of guys, make some draft picks, and pick your uh, you know your players to win, and. As fun as it is to kind of watch your guys that you picked, it's like a fantasy, you know, football team. 
but it's for golf. The, the, the most exciting and fun part is just the text chain that ensues from, uh, you know, guys that pick certain golfers in there just doing terrible and the humiliation that comes and runs down through the, the, the four days of the tournament of like the horrible picks and some of the comments made. <laughs> Cause it's not, it's not just who wins. How many times have you, do you win the purse? If your golfer does your golf, if the, if say you are, you select Phil Mickelson and he wins the masters, that doesn't guarantee you the win. It's total points. Right. So it's you, even more complicated than that, but it's like, if you, if you pick, if you draft a guy and he ends up winning the, the masters, you, you get some money, chance, you get, yeah. you get, a, you get, you get, you get money for that. But primarily what you want to do is pick a, a team of four golfers that all perform the best. And like you each one of those guys scores points so if your team scores the most points by the end of the weekend, you know you end up winning the grand yeah, prize. If you have four guys make the cut, that's going to help you a lot because it's hole by hole. It's bogeys or you know hurt you, and eagles are worth a lot of points. So somehow I always end up with a couple of decent guys. Angel Cabrera is one of those guys that always comes out and shows at the Masters, right? On hell, yeah, on hell, Cabrera. But then I always end up with two guys from Taiwan <laughs> that have never set foot in Georgia. And, no. and you know, you know their sleep schedule screwed up. Like they're not eating normal yeah, what they're, they're used to. Their circadian yeah. rhythm is all messed up. They're jet lagged. They've um, never had pimento cheese before. Are like, I mean, yeah, you you the funniest part is like we usually get about twenty guys, so the masters total field is around a hundred players every year. I don't know what it is this year. But with 20 or to 25 guys, like you're pretty much by the last round, those last, you know, 15 picks or so are literally guys you don't know. Like they're people from Southeast Asia or they're like amateurs who've never played in a pro tournament. Or the guy, you know, the or guy guys that won that are, the Masters like 35 years like ago. Ben Crenshaw, yeah. Fuzzy Zoller. And, yeah. 10 years ago, I drafted the Menendez brothers. <laughs> I don't even know. One of them made the they, cut, they, I think. Hey, they <laughs> killed it. Yeah. <laughs> They killed it, right? There you go. Shane, Shane Zinger of the week. <laughs> You've just been zapped by Shane McNone, everybody. Oh, that's that's good. But the but it's it's a really fun way. I mean, I'm locked in. Those four days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're watching you're watching like every round of that thing. And normally I wouldn't even care to watch any kind of golf until saturday afternoon or well, here's what i'm excited about is i'm working from home right now i mean i'm already thinking about what my setup's going to be to be working while i watch the masters for four straight days i think those uh, those were air quotes everybody he just air quoted for our listeners at home i give you the eye or trying to, trying to actually paint, paint you a visual you knew what i meant though um, well i'll tell you like the masters app is cool because they you know obviously you can get like real real time scoring hole by hole you know action so with the tournament we do for our draft it's like you get points for birdies and eagles and you lose points for bogeys and stuff like that so you can really keep track but like they have uh, the amen corner cam which is like pretty much follows amen corner um you know it's a pretty cool app so if anyone out there is a big golf fan or wants to watch the masters before it's um i don't know what the coverage is going to be like on regular tv but the masters app is pretty uh yeah, you Pretty can cool. follow certain groups. And yeah. So, well, so if, the Masters, the thing, if anyone TV. that like is associated with Augusta wants to sponsor this podcast, I mean, what's the where do they go, Shane? Email me at cutting cuttingweight at outlook.com. Instagram, Twitter, yeah, send us a direct message. Cuttingweight W A I T dot com. And that's a that's no. K O M. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just say? It's Russian. <laughs> it's, it's a Russian site. Again, we don't. It's an offshore. Right? <laughs> Sorry, we gotta, we're keeping that. We're keeping that stick going. Got okay, it. Okay, predictions. Who's gonna win it this year? Predictions. I, I think one of the younger guys that has been playing well. I think like I'm, Matt Wolf. Yeah, I think one of those bombers, a Matt Wolf, a Colin Morikawa. How does the course set up for a bomber, Jim? Go. It's great. Good. Yeah, you can you can hit it like past a lot of the narrow spots or get over bunkers that used to be a problem. So are the bombers straight though? What's their what's their fairways and regulation? Well, it doesn't. The masters though, there's not much rough. So unless you're yeah. behind a tree, like you're you not can hit it a shape. fairway over and still you know yeah. make birdie. So it's that's why guys like Phil Mickelson have won <laughs> numerous ones. Yeah. Bubba Watson. I mean, yeah, those guys are good because it's not U.S. rough. 
Right. You, you don't know? have to be strong. You just have to just hit it far. You have to hit, yeah, crush it, putt well. Kind, kind of like your game, Mike. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, they just play just like Mike Stahl. I think that's yeah. your best approach. Get wide, wide right. <laughs> and then Aim way of, left. Kind of hopefully catch the right side of the fairway. Work your way back in and then drop in a couple of 40 footers to end the hole. Bang! Where, where were we playing that last round? We played it. Little Mountain. Little Mountain. I was <laughs> dropping were, them in. Oh. I'm glad you were my teammate for that round. You were radar locked on the fucking cup. I don't know how that happened. Iron Eagle. It's just like when you get Chappy. when you get days like that, you just gotta soak it in because they don't come all that often. I, I do. I cherish those moments when I can make like Tony Bernetti and Jim Ayers roll their eyes like, oh my god. I don't. <laughs> They were so pissed. <laughs> yeah, we got spanked. Taking good, those 20 bucks from those guys is so much fun. Jim, your prediction on the Masters? Well, I think Bryson. But I, but I also think Dustin Johnson's playing well. Um, yeah. He's never number one there. But uh, he is ranked number one, I think, right now. Uh, another guy that was up in the top recently, John Rahm. He's got a pretty good game. Spaniards have fared well. In Augusta over the years, so mm. that's a guy who I would keep an eye on. Uh, I just, I, as far as Tiger goes, I, I don't, I don't think he's healthy 100. percent So I would have to say he's not one of the top guys I would pick. But it, then again, you know, after what he did last year, and he's not playing horrible, but he just hasn't been on top of his game. Who knows? I mean, he's he knows that place as well as anyone. So maybe yeah, if he ma- he makes the cut, he's going to have a chance. It's definitely going to be. Well, oh, you know who I just forgot? I'm looking at, I pulled up the Masters odds. Um, another guy who's always fared okay there, but never brought home uh, the green jacket, Rory. Rory I mean, he's, uh, he's been playing well. Justin Thomas, I think, was mentioned. I was going to say JT. I think JT's due. I, I always find myself rooting for Ricky Fowler, <clears throat> and he's just, you know, kind It'd of. It'd be runs, nice for him to win a major. Runs hot and cold, but I'd like to see Ricky take one home. The thing I always think about too when you're watching the Masters is, like, if a guy wins it, you're gonna see him every year, especially these young guys for the next 30, 40 years. Like, who do I want to see? You know, Davis do, Love the Third. Do I want to see Charles Schwartzel every year, or do I want to see uh, who was a random guy that won it a few years ago? Don't you know? I've seen these guys every you know every year. No, I want to see Rory. I want to see. I want to see uh, uh, Charles Schwartzel. <laughs> You just I said don't, Charles Schwartz. I don't want to see Charles Schwartz. I want to see Duffner. I want to see. I want to see Ricky Fowler. I want to see him play there. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to see 30, Ricky Fowler win it. I mean, he's one of the guys that I always kind of root for. He hasn't won a major yet. I don't think has he. Mm-mm. No, he won the players. That that was his biggest win. He's a major mustache though. He's got a, a major hot mustache. wife. Have you ever seen his wife? Golfers, I will tell you, next to <clears throat> next to college former college wrestlers, golfers really. Uh, do well in the uh, wife department. Well, we're, we're thinking about like pro golfers. <laughs> I don't know if golfers in general. <laughs> True. So let's just let's sure. just narrow it down to guys who are super golfer. super rich usually have super super hot wives. Yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> Dustin Johnson. I mean I think that's John just Ryan. the one <laughs> link. Yeah. We, yeah, well, I saw DJ's wife for the first time when he won. Jeez, uh, a month back. What was that? Was that the U.S. Open? Well, that's Wayne Gretzky's daughter, right? Yeah, Paulina. Paulina Gretzky. Yeah. She's not terrible to look at. No. No. Not at all. Yeah, Rory Rory just locked up a wife, I think, and he had a kid. I mean, these guys are, they're doing well. I think you're right, Jim. I think it has something to do with the money also helps out. I mean, let's be honest. Like, some of these guys aren't good-looking guys. How about about Duffner? I mean. Rory looks like he should be packing toys up in the North Pole. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah i mean dj looks like the guy that like bubba Wa- oh you know bubba i can't say bubba watson's wife is like the, no. the hottest next girl. time you see bubba but Duff- up but there. didn't duffner have like a smoking hot wife who am i thinking of yeah, yeah. he's smoking hot wife they got divorced and he got a smoking hot girlfriend who's right the, i mean duff charlie guy with like a mullet? charlie hoffman <laughs> i guarantee he's got a hot wife what's his name i just i was listening to a, a show and he was on it he's got a funny nickname I think it's his his nickname is the Seagull. <laughs> a pro golfer, Charlie Charlie Hoffman. You know who Charlie? Oh yeah. yeah. So he was on a podcast, um, and he, someone asked him like, "How did you get the name the Seagull?" And he says, "Because apparently, like, he'll let you like hang around long enough if you're playing him for like a money a money match, 
And then he'll just start destroying you and just shit all over you. So, just, <laughs> so his name's the Seagull, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Like he's such he's a laid back like California guy. You seen um, like his wedding photos? No, it's like him in an like orange tuxedo, <laughs> like Dumb and Dumber style. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, I like, think he's from like Long Beach or something. You know, he's just West Coast laid back, chilled out guy, California dude. Oh, John Daly never won a Masters. He only won the British Open, right? He didn't win the U.S.? He won the PGA and the British Open. PGA and British, you're right. PGA. So we get to see him at least twice a year. Or at a Denny's. No, I think his... <laughs> at no, any they Denny's. All run, they've all run out, yeah, I his, think. His run out, yeah. Oh, Those aren't a lifetime. <laughs> but he'll be at TGI Fridays. This no, he'll be at Hooters. <laughs> That's his whole thing. He pulls up a van to the Hooters in Augusta and sells gear, T-shirts, hats, whatever, and signs so autographs with fans every year during the Masters. That's his thing. Did I see something he just shot like his best round ever on the senior tour? This he did. Past week, I think. And then, but he get he just got, he got uh, cancer, right? Diagnosed with cancer again. I mean, that health nut. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. The, the guy wasn't getting up at six a.m. and do, exercising and eating his Wheaties every morning. It was no. Hershey bars it's and little, camels and little, lots of Bud Lights. <laughs> little chocolate donuts. I think he liked uh, vodka. Was his his drink of choice too. Did you ever hear his gambling stories? Like, you know, he lost all his money gambling in casinos. You know, most people you think like, oh, they played poker, they played blackjack, whatever. His was high high stakes slots. <laughs> high stakes <laughs> so like, slots. Like five hundred dollars spin slot machines. Uh, that was his that was his vice. That's like millions of dollars. Easy to do. That's a risky business right there. <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like Vegas vacation where Clark's trying to win all of his money back and he's he's doing it a hand at a time at like guess how many fingers I'm holding behind my back. <laughs> Maybe he ends up hitting a big keynote. That's a great movie. Oh, Mr. Papa Giorgio. Sid Caesar. Sid Caesar. So I, I think it would we would be remiss not to bring up this um story from earlier today from talking to one of our friends who reached out to us who maybe he's feeling um you know his age is finally catching up with him and it's time to reevaluate his exercise program and uh you know get healthier maybe lose a couple pounds that uh, weren't there some years ago and he sent out a text to you know just kind of the group of friends wondering like hey what, what what do you guys recommend? You know, some of you guys work out. Maybe you guys have different ideas. What what can I do to kind of trim up, lean down, and get healthy again? And you know, Stall Stall recommended Shane because Shane is. Uh, I mean, look at him. The guy's like a, a Greek god of just as long wow, as we, as long as we've known him. He just flashed his abs at me. Look, I saw a couple of them. Wrestlers wrestlers come in certain molds, right? Freshman year, not even our freshman year. Summer, summer comes around. John Carroll University orientation. I meet Jim Ayers. I don't know who else is in our group, but we're walking around campus and hey, hey, what's going on? And hey, you, I, I'm you know gonna wrestle. Ah, I'm here to wrestle and everything else. And Jane's like, hey, I'm gonna wrestle too. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'll join the really? wrestling club. I would, I, I would, yeah, cool. Are you sh- you're sure you're gonna wrestle? Are you starting? Are you starting to wrestle? Have you wrestled before? Shane, have, you, have you thought Shane, this through? Shane, have you now, seen a wrestling match? <laughs> now, and I only I only say that, and I say that jokingly, of course. You know, Shane was a fantastic wrestler, conference champ, national qualifier, but he just doesn't hold, you know, the same build as most wrestlers you see. And I likened his build in our first show. I think it was our inaugural show. It was <laughs> a, a Pete Sampras like build. <laughs> And I thought it was which very you, appropriate. Which you enjoyed because, yeah. uh, because of Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> he married. Yeah. I, was, I could get a build like that and get Veronica Vaughn. Yeah. As which Bridget is, Wilson. Which, again, is not necessarily because he's Pete Sampras. It's because he's rich. and uh, No. But I don't know. what. Well, just any, walk, uh, us through a, walk us through a typical Shane McNona workout. Um, now, a lot of it now, a lot of it's diet. You you don't well, drink don't, coffee, Shane. You do um, the the bicycle thing. What is that? Yeah, called? I got the Peloton. The Peloton. The Peloton it's bike. A, it's a unicycle. <laughs> and you juggle. You're, you're trying for the circus. You juggle and unicycle just around the neighborhood. I just juggle. It's good for my pecs and buys. You know, I, it's the kid, the neighborhood, kid, the neighborhood kids love it. 
<laughs> it's entertainment for my family, and it's good for my balance killing, and focus. You know, killing two birds with one stone. Why don't they do? I think I think that could be the new out. that could be the new exercise craze. Like, right. let's do unicycling. I think you're right. You know? I think you're right. I think I think the the people that came up with the pogo ball should jump you just, on. You that. just gotta like you gotta somehow convince like one group of like. 40-something-year-old moms that live in a cul-de-sac yeah. that unicycling is the next wave of fitness. It's got to be good for your abs. I mean, the hold yourself up yeah. on there. The Karen cycle. And then you start selling like you ever seen $1,500 fat- $1, <laughs> unicycles to people. You ever seen a fat guy up on a unicycle? No. No. But remember, the, remember those fat guys, that were those fat twins from the Guinness Book of World Records? Those are <laughs> tiny bikes. They're always on those motorcycles. Or normal-sized oh, bikes. I thought they were the Porowskis. Look tiny. Porowski <laughs> brothers. <laughs> Speaking of unicycle, who's the 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 Asian woman that's always at the uh, Cavs games at halftimes? It's like I heard her name is something Panda, and she's always like, <laughs> "That's what she's." I called. don't know if that's racially sensitive for you to say. But that. she's on a uni- huge unicycle and she's throwing you know plates on her head and balancing herself. Her abs are got. I bet they're amazing. Probably they hold herself up like that. I guarantee they are. And her calves as well. Calves, calves and abs. Calves for the calves. That's I think I saw a similar show at the den, but there was no seat on the cycle, so that was the uh, oh, that was wow. the exciting thing about no. it. Now, when you see the den, Mike, what are you referring to? <laughs> I'm referring to uh, it's a little uh, lunch and dinner place out in uh, on. Uh, they have food there, huh? yeah, out on ninety. Huh, food, huh? Yeah, we're we're ninety and two, or just share the same same share the same concrete there as a beautiful little place, an oasis. Yeah. Uh, for executives, a safe haven. Not, not this is not. Look, strictly, this is not a place strictly executives for for middle managers. Not even no. senior managers. This is <laughs> look. If you're just cutting your teeth at a at a business, we don't want you there. This is the executives' den. Been to the been there. You know what? Now now the more you're describing I it, I the, think I I've been there myself. I came. I think Jim made me go there once. I came for the title. I stayed. Well, I came for the for the title. <laughs> I stayed for the for the entertainment, and then I came back for the food. <laughs> Fantastic steak, steak there. I I still or was not aware that they might have food been there. Fish. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Might have been tuna. There was there's roast beef. <laughs> yeah, I think they're sponsored by Arby's. <laughs> Can I? Just a quick story about it. I, a lovely lady that I that I uh, had the pleasure to meet there once. Having the time of my life, I'm there. I'm 22 years old, probably, and I, I'm 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 being entertained by a, a a young woman there who real sweetheart, if I remember yeah, right. Super friendly. Asked me if I wanted to dance, and I said, "Sure, I'll dance. I, I don't know this song very well, but I but I'd be happy." I'll to Give it a whirl. She's like, "How about you sit down in that chair?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah." I'll, well, so I I don't know how this I've, works. Do I've I never watch, done a chair dance. Do but... I watch you dance, or can I just kind of move my arms while you dance? And so. Anyway, anywho, so I, at this point she hadn't said a word actually. So she leads me over to the uh, chair nearby. I sit down and I watch this beautiful woman dance for, for some time, approximately half of a song <laughs> for however much money that, that costs. I don't know. And, and, and again, this is the executive's den. So probably $5. I mean, something, something only an executive could afford. I was wearing, yeah, I was wearing an army shirt. The first word she says to me after she. Well, your shirt, your shirt literally. Just said army. Like, it just said it, it was a gray shirt that just A-R-M-Y, said R M Y gray shirt black letters army. God, I was hoping for a military discount, <laughs> right? Uh, which, which is, is a which, fair. It's a fairly name. Yeah. Look, look, you know, I don't. Hey, you're 22. I mean, you're just out of college. You're not, yeah. you're not rolling in money. You got, <laughs> you know, any little bit helps. Anyway, you can take 10 percent off of this dollar lap dance. Because <laughs> I, I only got I've four. Got, is that I've good? got nine dimes with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> she have a little pouch on her waist. You so, those dimes yeah. in. She had a fanny pack. <laughs> well, I remember I wore one of those gas chain, one of those gas station changers. <laughs> Can you fire those out across the bar? <laughs> That's when you know. Hey, high rollers are here. These are the real executives. The money that don't, the money that don't fold. That's the one you want to take to the strip club. Just put it in the slot. <laughs> so. Uh, the, the song uh, starts to come to an end. She and uh, she opens her mouth, and I'll never forget these words. <laughs> hey, army guy! I like army guys. 
all of a sudden I went from being in ecstasy with one of the most beautiful women I've ever, maybe ever met in my life who was, was practically naked to wondering if I was going to end up in jail because I sexually assaulted someone who's mentally retarded who wandered into the same bar that I was at. <laughs> so you weren't even sure so, she was working there anymore? just so happened to have the body of, of Carmen Electra but a brain the size of a walnut. I was sitting like five feet from stall at this point, and I was kind of just, you know, eavesdropping a little bit. And I heard her say that, like, hey, I'm gay. Thank you, I'm gay. I was just like, I looked at Saul, like, what the fuck? Oh, we got what it. is going on? <laughs> we got to get out of here. Roll out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Optimus Prime, roll out. <laughs> we had to, yeah, because that was, uh, but honestly, a gorgeous woman who moved. And a, and a gorgeous person. I mean, I think she just. Was she, she going to she, nursing school, probably? Probably a heart of gold. But I, I can I remember that like it was yesterday, and I still don't know if maybe. Well, it was it I'm was wanted. yesterday, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> fair enough. Well, Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that was my one of my one of well the only experience I've ever had at the executive center. I've never been back. No, but now you know, it, it might be a time. I don't. I wonder what strip clubs are. are they even open now with uh, the whole COVID? Yeah. I mean, you know, executive dens, if you will. Tough to say. I know. Um, I know some of them have, have fallen on hard times, like Pinkies. <laughs> some of the greats, you know. <laughs> so let's get some old ladies up here. I think Pinkies. If, if coronavirus might have started at Pinkies, oh, I mean, having sure. a microphone in front of your face like this doesn't make you want to do the strip club DJ voice. Let's right? get some ladies up on the stage. Next up on stage, let's give a big round of applause for sweet. I don't even. I can't even think of a good stripper name. At this Jasmine, point. have you ever been to? Um, you know, some of the higher class establishments. You end up going into even higher than the executives den. Yeah, you know, like I'm. Would it be like, like CEO CEO den? <laughs> Crazy <laughs> CEO den. Board of directors. Vice den. president den. And then there's president den. There's CEO den. COO den. A lot of money. That's an army around one. there. CFO den. But the you go to some of these places and you, you go there and you do your token thing and right you 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 pay the ladies you get some drinks and you you know you you feel like you've done you know your <laughs> what you need to do to be a part of that atmosphere but then you know some they keep dancing right and they keep coming by you and be like did you enjoy the show and I'm like yeah but I didn't I literally didn't watch a minute of you dancing just now. Do I have to give you money? Like I intentionally was trying to not make eye contact with <laughs> because you. Because I glanced at your breasts. I don't know what... And, and that was an accident. Like, I was looking for the there. bathroom, and I accidentally <laughs> caught your boob in my left eye. I didn't yeah. even take a mental picture. Like, is there... Like, what? what's the price for that? Like, do I have to give you money? Okay. Uh, here's, here's, here's some money. Well, good thing you got that change machine on your hip. Yeah, right. Ding, 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 ding. Here's four nickels. I remember the one... I don't know if... Stahl, you probably weren't part of it, but I think Shane, you might have been... When we did a little... I can't, I can't confirm this. Shane may or may not have been involved with a John Carroll like out of town golf outing we went to down in Southern Ohio. So yeah, after yeah, the after the golf there. outing, you know, a bunch of the guys decided they wanted to go to a another. You know, I wouldn't say it was an executive's den. It was like a uh, a garbage person's den, maybe. <laughs> or, <laughs> that's a this was that's a, a sanitation a, engineer <laughs> den. <laughs> It was a sanitation engineer den, um, and that's giving it some props that it probably doesn't deserve. But I had kind of organized this whole golf outing, so out and, of and probably the trip to the oh I don't know about that, <laughs> but as as a as a sign of appreciation and thanks um, for all the the hard work I did to put this together, you know at the end of the night we're sitting at this place and um, the guys decided it was a good idea to all chip in and give a you know give a, a lady some money to give you know me a nice dance and uh i just remember her coming over and i took one look at her and as nice as i could i said however much those guys paid you for this dance i will give you that money also and i will refuse this dance <laughs> <laughs> so she made out well and she really didn't have to do any work for it but it was uh it wasn't it was a, i was happy that they were able to do that for me but at the same time I just I had to pass Have on you, that. Yeah, I mean, my 
my entire life, like going into those establishments, is just part of what kind of what you do as a young guy or whatever. But you, it's all like this weird, you know, it's all kind of weird and uncomfortable and everything else. And you, you, you do your part to kind of support the the girls that are. So you know, you're the, you, them, you go there to support the girls. <laughs> most of them are going through medical wow. school, and I believe that, and I'm happy to. Support, they tell you support the performing arts, but at the same time, like like the, just spit it out, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there, but but the same. I think you're trying to just decide what you can say in the podcast, <laughs> what what you want your wife and potential family to know. It's a it, it, it's not really that bad, and please edit some of this out. But it like it's you feel bad for kind of the girls that are up there, but you also like some of the seediest underbelly of America is in there. Right. And they're looking, they're looking at these women like, Oh God, like they're going to murder these ladies later, <laughs> later than I like. And they're just like smoking, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. And it's just billowing out of their face. They look like, they're just like, Ugh. it's like, it's like the guy who we went trick or treating to at his house. Yeah. Early week. Yeah. I'm, I got some candy girls. I, I, yeah. I'm not there getting any kind of like serious, enjoyment out of this but it but this guy definitely is right <laughs> but then there's nothing then there, there's also the flip side of that whereas the girls aren't you know are working and they're not super enthusiastic about what they're doing either right so they're just like i mean would you want to grind basically naked over like super fat drunk guys no in fact, for money i don't know what the equivalent is like if i had to like hey mike your turn what what song do you <laughs> want us to play stage, Mike. <laughs> Jethro Jethro's coming up <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent of that would be where like I have to you know go out there and like show people my butthole <laughs> <laughs> I mean who would pay for that but there's I somebody mean, out there that would pay for that yeah there's a there's a website for that somewhere <laughs> but God sure. help those the God help the souls of but, those people but go ahead and crank up the Paradise City and I'm gonna go give my all right I'll do it I'm gonna, you know, but I hate the unenthusiastic stripper where it's just like, oh god, yeah, oh, don't, you know, look. I mean, you're an entertainer, right? Like, let's get into it a little bit. Go back. Are you out of coke back there in the dressing room? Like, go back and go back and grab a line. And I'm sure, I'm sure Chastity's got some back there. Lord knows, she just, she just got done dancing to Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Yeah, the song choices too are always like really, really good. Really, yeah, up, a really full of mind repeat. Really, I think. really upbeat. So, yeah, some, yeah, some kind of like some grab you. Some are just like, really, a ramble on by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> an odd choice. Yeah, I don't know. That gets my foot tapping, I guess. But you know, whatever. Trying to get something else tapping. Yeah, they're tapping. Well, tappy tap tapparoo. What's the weirdest song you've ever heard play? I, I remember there was one. At, uh, I think it was at the den that played Angie by Rolling Stones. It's just kind of like, this is a really sad song. I feel like I've been somewhere that had a jukebox and you could just play. <laughs> you dance to this song. It's just a monkey <laughs> clapping cymbals. <laughs> but you know what? They can make it work. I mean, they're pros. Yeah. Yeah, that's your job. You, you find a way. I think so. But, you know, uh, you know, there's the, un- the unenthusiastic stripper is something I, that I just don't like in my strippers. You know, because a lot of people don't talk about it. Yeah. It's kind of a taboo subject. That's true. But then also, I really don't. But even more so, I can understand the unenthusiastic stripper. I totally get that. But then it's also the, the, over, the over intense perv <laughs> that they're entertaining, which is kind of, it balances out, right? It's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's like it's, a super fan. It's super quite a fan of the executive It's quite team. a scene. Speaking of nothing to do with this, I was just waiting. As you guys all know, that it was my birthday Tuesday, so I was just happy birthday, Jim. Yeah, so I was waiting for you guys to unveil what uh, famous celebrity you got for me for my cameo birthday wish. So, (laughs) without further ado, guys, um, uh, yeah. uh, Do we get that, Mike? Mike, you were in charge of that, right, Mike? He's coming up the coming up the sidewalk now. Yeah, well, I don't think it's it's happening. <laughs> but then I, I was thinking, like, who would I want to get a cameo birthday wish from? I don't want to. I don't want this to turn somber, but it was Sean Connery. <laughs> and uh, I'll take the rapist for five hundred dollars. <laughs> and he actually died while recording her birthday. 
Your birthday That's cameo. What they, they, I did, didn't want to show I, it to you. I did love me some Sean Connery. I, oh, happy birthday, Jim. I wanted to wish you a happy birthday because you're a superstar. But, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Wow. There you have, folks, the, the audio of Sean Connery's last moments. Yeah. The, when I, my favorite, though, when I was looking on Cameo, <laughs> that I, I want to get it for somebody. Maybe my dad. Cause you, but if you go search like old WWF wrestlers, there's some, there's some gold in there. There's, remember Ricky Morton? Uh, not really. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson were the Rock and Roll Express. I remember the Rock and Roll I Express. Do, yeah, yeah, so Ricky Morton it. was the one. He looks like he's living down in the Everglades somewhere. The he's always had the mullet. Still got the mullet. Just the big, huge gut. Wait, are you and, thinking? Are you talking about Ricky Martin? No, not Ricky no. Martin. Not from Menudo. Because he's probably still living La Vida Loca. Yeah, probably. probably. No, this is this is Ricky <laughs> Morton. Of the Rock and Roll Express, so he was he was he's awesome. The other one that you can get is Jimmy Superfly Snuka. No, that would have been good. That's a good one. He has not aged well. Is uh, Ronnie Hands of Stone Garvin available? <laughs> How about I like the Iron Mike Sharp? Like he was always a. I was gonna say favorite. like I think his record was like oh and seven thousand. What was that leather thing he just had on his forearm? Oh, he always had a foreign object the, in there. What is with any of these guys? <laughs> Ronnie the Hands of Stone Garvin would punch a guy forty times during a match, and then. The finisher would be that he would also punch them again. But this time, harder? I don't know. Well, it's just funny to look. Like, I don't really watch wrestling anymore. But, like, the the whole staged, like, show that wrestling is now compared to, like, the shit we watched in yeah. 1985. A guy walks out in his tidy whiteies and they wrestle. Well, when we watched it, like, every show there was, like, the first... Ten matches were like you're talking about hair arena, right? You're talking about like the NWA wrestling. That yeah, was any, on like any of those. Weeknight. Yeah, any of those. There was like the first ten matches were like a kind of guy you knew versus like a nobody, and they would just beat up on him. Now, when you watch it, if it's on like there are two named guys are fighting every match is like a two named guys. There's no like Iron Mike Sharps anymore that just get beat up and lose every time. You think that's because of COVID? <laughs> I blame everything on COVID, Joe. Yeah. So yes, I mean this. This has been going on for twenty years now, but it's because of COVID. Do you remember how much we got into like the NWA and the Sting, the New World Order when we were in college? Big time. Oh, uh, we were Big we time. were fired because up. you know why? Because we weren't into school much. <laughs> Not so, no so mucho. So one, of best, school, one of my best one of my best friends going through college was your little brother Mike Ayers, who wasn't mm. in college, and that was one of my big problems. Was that? He didn't quite have the same <laughs> same priorities that maybe you guys had, and then I I, I didn't either. And uh, we did go down some pretty serious wormholes. I can remember whenever Sting would make an appearance, like <laughs> he would come down from the rafters. Oh my! Or come, memory cut himself cut himself out. He was under the mat the whole time. Oh, um, he was sneaky. I mean, it was fantastic. I, <clears throat> I where did I hear this? I think Sting and Undertaker were gonna have a, a match coming up here i don't know like i'm i'm so out of the wrestling loop so i i don't know i do know that i've read some stories about like the old old school days when uh you know yeah andre the giant and jimmy superfly snooker and all those guys would just travel from city to city and the crazy stories like so that that could be a whole different podcast some of the the debauchery and insane stories I think at one point there was a story where like under the giant drank like 175 beers in like one in one road trip from like Cleveland to Detroit sitting in the back of a pickup truck that was <laughs> driven by Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Big John Stud. I think that's what the movie Planes, Trains and Automobiles was based <laughs> off of that. Well, there's a good like H is it HBO documentary on yeah on, Beyond uh, the Mat and, and there's also under the giant <clears throat> and he has like a 12 ounce beer can in his hand and you can like. Not Looks like a Dixie cup. Can. Yeah, <laughs> he would like, drink them in one sip. Yeah, he was a large, an, large man. An unfortunate thing about having big hands: what you're holding looks small. <laughs> one other story we could also cover at some point, not tonight, because it's but it's one of my favorites is the the Wade Boggs story. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh too. my god, he drank like 65 beers in a trip from like from Boston to like. Seattle or something yeah. on like a plane between like two layovers. It was like the most insane <laughs> amount of beer. This is like mid-season. They're playing the next day. 
And he probably had like three hits and like four RBIs. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, you uh, think about that. I mean, that guy hit, hit, hit like 350 every year. And think of the amount of beers he's throwing. It was down. just crazy. Like he had after the game, he had like six, and then on the bus ride to the airport, he had like eight, and then on the plane, he had like ten, and then they had a layover, and he had seven. <laughs> it was like in a ten-hour period, the dude drank like seventy beers. <laughs> Gosh, this guy's got livers of steel. Oh boy. Speaking of speaking of livers of steel, we wrap this thing up. Yeah, I think we're about there, Shane. I think um, play us out, Mike. I'll play some outro music. Uh, that was Ramblin' Gamblin' Man to start us off on the start of the show by Bob Seger. I have a theory. I, I do like when you, at the beginning when you said, uh, step on the scale with us. Yeah. I think I brought a little smile on my face. Which is completely not apropos, right? Because we're cutting weight, time, which would be step on the clock. I don't That's even true. know where to go with this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go either. But I don't know. Uh, I Facebook, Instagram, I Twitter, you name cutting it. weight you at outlook.com. What else you got, Mike? I'm playing this out. Play us out. Yeah. Play us out. See you guys later. Later. Spend my days with a woman unkind.